What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, March 16th, 2017, and you guys are listening to episode 298. How the heck is everybody doing? I hope you all had a great time in between shows, and if you are on the East Coast, I hope you got through that uh, two-day storm okay. I did hear that New York City and a little more South wasn't that bad, five, six, maybe seven inches, Um, not us, we got pounded up in um, northern Westchester County, where I'm at, and uh, kids were off from school for two days, and it was uh, a lot of fun, went to a little get-together up in my neighborhood, because uh, my neighbors uh, fucking rule, and uh, it was a good time, got great uh, show for you guys today, a lot of stuff to talk about, March Madness, has uh is upon us everybody march madness has arrived as a matter of fact i think the games are going on right now as we speak um a lot of stuff uh to talk about my unacceptables your guys unacceptables uh a lot of snow shit shoveling and fucking plows and all kinds of shit to talk about uh, of course i'm getting text while i'm doing this uh fucking thing hold on hold on Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. Uh, it was actually good text. It's one of those things. I'm like, who the fuck is texting me when I'm? Oh, thank God, that is a really nice thing. <laughs> Somebody being nice. Um, so anyway, wherever you are right now, everybody, sit back and relax in your car, at your job, at your fucking home, whatever you're doing, uh, and get ready for another TVE. Uh, this is the 298th. Everybody, um, but first, want to shout out the sponsors, of course, um, City Living Dog and CityLivingDog.com and Coach Mike, one of the best dog trainers out there in the New England area, but he's one of the best dog trainers in the country. That just happens to be where he's at. But you can check out his amazing YouTube videos of what he does with these dogs. You can check out his Facebook live videos. Check out his Facebook. It's CityLivingDog.com. Coach Mike. And uh, just Google his name, Google all of his, um, you know, social media outlets, and you could see a lot of amazing things that he's done with um, with dogs. That's CityLivingDog.com and the services of the uh, incomparable uh, Coach Mike. Also, All Things Comedy, guys, go to AllThingsComedy.com for your favorite podcast, your comedy podcast, whatever. Um, amazing podcasts on there. Also, uh, for the albums, the comedy albums that you like, on All Things Records, you can go and check them out at allthingscomedy.com and follow them on Twitter at All Things Comedy. They're also going to have some video content. They're going to have a bunch of um, shows and all kinds of stuff on there that, like, kind of a funnier die. That's uh, the direction that All Things Comedy is going. They're growing, so please check that out as well. Um, and I want to thank everybody for subscribing. I'm getting more and more uh, every week. I'm getting more Patreon subscribers. Uh, thank you. It's a, you know, it's like I said, people don't know about it, but every week people hear, and I know people are behind, uh, are behind on the show. So thank you so much. Um, another Patreon was, uh, up already this week. So if you subscribed to the, um, I guess the minimum to get the more content, which is $3, um, $3 a week, I'm doing one to two more, uh, already one is up this week and I'm going to have another one, um, tomorrow or Saturday with a special guest. I'm working on that, and there's going to be more special guest ones uh, coming up. So check that out. Also, um, other some video content we're working on, all that stuff. So thank you so much. The Patreon is awesome. I love that. I definitely talk about things on there that I won't talk about here. So um, the people that uh, did that and, and you know, want the extra stuff and subscribe, you will kind of get a uh, the exclusive, um, the exclusive, you know, a more exclusive, I should say, membership. So thank you. Um, now, like I said, uh, the snowstorm was, uh, they got it right, guys. They got it right. Everybody talks shit. They're not going to get it right. I got into an argument with comedian Damien Lemon at the stand. Not an argument, but uh, Damien's awesome. If you guys, um, you guys probably might have seen Damien on TV. The show I did, Comedy Knockout on True TV, Damien Lemon is the host of the show. Uh, one of my favorite guys, man, like not only like comedy and I love his comedy cause I think he's fucking hilarious, but, uh, me and Damien have always just got along. He's a friend of mine and he's, we're at the stand, to, uh, talking. We always bullshit when we're on the same show at the stand and he's going like, uh, 
man, it's going to be a regular storm. It's going to be a regular storm. And, and I'm like, nah, it's going to be real. So he's like, I'm like, I'm texting you, dude. I'm fucking texting you when it's bad. Cause I'm telling you. And, um, listen, I get the whole thing. Cause I've done it too. Where you're like, it's not going to be that bad. They always get it wrong. I get that. That's the common thing. And it does happen. But when the radar just shows a fucking, you know, an absolute gray patch or whatever fucking color it is on the radar that just is unavoidable and is coming over your area. I actually heard one couple, this guy was on a date with some chick at the stand and I heard him, it looked like a date. And I heard him go, yeah, and like they canceled my flight for tomorrow. This was Monday and the storm is coming on Tuesday. Actually, the storm came at midnight on Monday night or whatever. And the storm's coming Tuesday and it's Monday night and this kid's sitting there and I hear him go, yeah, and like they're canceling flights tomorrow, which is crazy because it's like, what if nothing happens? It's like, really, dude, you want to take that fucking chance or are you just trying to bang this chick with conversation? You don't understand why it happened. I don't know because a nor'easter's coming in and a fucking United flight can't handle it. That's the funniest thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. They're canceling everything. I don't know. Maybe because they dedicated their lives to understanding how precipitation works and how this is going to happen. And I know they get it wrong. They got this one fucking right by me. You know, two, almost two feet in my fucking house. Got, we got pounded up here. We got pounded up here. Kids were off of school for a couple of days. and um, But it was awesome. It was awesome to be home. I uh, had returned from the road, and I was a little under the weather, so it was nice to be home, hang with my kids. The shoveling sucked, and um, it was so bad that even the kids that go out to make money with the shoveling, they were like, fuck this. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious because I'm going, no, these kids are, I told my wife, I go, these kids are going to make a killing today. You know, you get out early and you tell people, oh, we're going to get a couple feet. I'll, I'll start the process. And I said to my wife, I was like, we'll pay him, man. We'll pay him. Go do whatever. The kids were like, nah, not going to happen. I'm not going out in this shit. I'm not going out in this blizzard. Not one kid. You didn't see, there was no entrepreneurs that day. They were like at home playing Xbox going, fuck it. They got to get the plow. Even my neighbor, Tom, who's awesome. He has an ATV. He puts the plow on his four-wheeler and he does my thing. He's like, dude, it's too thick. I can't do it. And he gave me a name of a plow guy. Um, but yeah, we got hammered and, you know, I had to put my car in a garage, which I never do. Um, my wife's car was buried in the snow. Thank God it's four-wheel drive. I got it out for today, but... Um, the weather people got it right as far as I'm concerned. So kudos to you. I always shit on you guys for getting it wrong. Now, the funny thing is Damian Lemon said it was going to be regular and he lives in the city. And I guess to him, it, like to, to me, I was right. And to him, he was right. Because what I thought would happen happened here and what he thought happened was going to happen happened there. I think, I don't know what the city got, but I know the city did not have what, uh, you know, what we got up here in the... Uh, up here in the country. Now, uh, one thing that happened, which was really cool. I don't know what you guys did. I know everybody has certain things that they do. Some people just watch movies and binge watch TV shows, fucking make puzzles, cook, whatever. Um, we have a deck off of our backyard, off of our, um, we have a, a deck off of the kitchen that overlooks the mountains, a beautiful view. And I got kind of worried about it because the snow was like, there was like like feet, like just multiple feet of snow on my deck and it was like heavy and I'm going like, I don't think it's good for this much snow to be on the deck. Like I don't want it to collapse. So I was like, let me just go out there and I'll just fucking take a little, you know, take a few hundred pounds of weight off. And I'm realizing how heavy the snow is. And then I got that OCD shit where I'm like, no, now I'm out here. And I stayed out there sick. I had a cold and I stayed out there and basically like for three hours and I'm just shoveling my uh, my deck, you know, which, you know, the woman in your life should appreciate. No, she did. But you know the way they're just like, you know what it is with some women, and not, not my wife. I'm not just saying my wife, but I figured this out about women. I'm not trying to be a dick. Maybe I'm being a little harsh here. So I know some women listen to this. Fuck you. All right, fuck you. You don't know me. That's not how I would be. All right, maybe I don't fucking know you. But you know, you know what I'm saying. Some women expect that shit. And I get it. I'm not going to have you go out and shovel. I'm, I'm, I feel myself burying myself in a hole right now. Like I am literally, the more I talk about this, the more I'm like, I'm, I'm losing the argument because I know, look, I'm not going to say I would ever want my wife out there shoveling. Not that she wouldn't. She could. She's shoveled before. It's not some fucking, you know, 
it's not so what? What? You don't think I can fucking show? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like if I'm home and my wife is home and something needs to be shoveled, I'm going to shovel, especially if she's working from home. But I was out there for three hours, you know, maybe waiting for a little high five when I come in. You know, just a little good for you. You know, you're doing the man shit. Not that I expect that. You know, but every once in a while, right? Every fucking once in a while, a little me, yeah, go get him. You know, honey, slap me on the ass. Give me a little high five, you know? Maybe tap the old brajol and say, I'll take care of you later. No, that's a little much. I'm not asking. That's a little too much. But you guys know what I'm saying. I was out there. I did the walkway. I went out. I did the deck. I came home and she was just like, oh, I think she said thanks. But it was like a, you know, it was like a thanks, but that's what you should do. And she didn't say it like that. That's how I interpret it. Maybe it's me. It's me, everybody. I'm wrong, but not really. And I know you know what I'm talking about. Um, God, my wife's going to hear that and go, you know something? I don't need you to do your fucking podcast. She doesn't talk like that. Um, anyway, happy birthday to my beautiful wife, Stacy, who, uh, had her birthday yesterday. Oh, and I nailed it with the gift guys. I am crushing it with gifts. I mean, Christmas, I just absolutely crushed. I mean, I fucking destroyed Christmas. I really did. Christmas was like, you know, Christmas was just, I got her the jacket. I got her a little bit of like the, the, the bag and the boots. Like I overdid it for Christmas for her. And I know what she was probably thinking. She was probably thinking, okay, he crushed it so hard on Christmas that he's going to go light on the birthdays. You know, maybe I'll get a pair of sneakers. Maybe I'll get a shirt, something quick, easy, go to dinner, flowers, a massage, the, the usual no, 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 no. I went to a jewelry store, motherfuckers. That's what I did. That's what I did. I went to a jewelry store. Uh, so, yeah, she was happy with it. And you know what? She was having a bad day before she was happy with it. It's like, you know, it's my birthday, and I just wish the ho- I just want the house to be clean, and the kids, you guys just need to listen. I'm like, kids, you really need to listen. And then I went over to the old glove compartment of the car, and I got out the gift. Handed her the little baggie there, you know, the little jewelry bag there. Give a woman a bag of jewelry, like give them a bag that they know jewelry's in, or the whole demeanor. And start going back to little excited girl, it's the best. And she sat back, and she opened it up, and she gave the look. And I said, oh yeah, I'm not fucking around this year, everybody. I'm not fucking around. So that was, uh, that was good, that worked. And uh, what else did we do? Oh, we went to a snowstorm party in our neighborhood. That's how cool our neighbors are. Um, so what happened was uh, we have uh, neighbors up on the next street, not far from us. And um, they have a big, beautiful home. They have two kids, kind of, you know, uh, my kids' ages. And then... Um, the neighbor, uh, my neighbor across the street, Susan, the one who uh, I talked to at the bus about the, the documentaries, uh, who's super cool. By the way, shout out to you, Susan. My neighbor, Susan, who, she fucking brought me Johnny Blue. It's like, who does that? How fucking great are you? That's like the nicest shit. Like, that's like such a nice, unbelievable, like that shit I never forget. But you know, that's why you were at my house on Christmas Eve, Susan, because I know, I know people, everybody. You come to my house on Christmas Eve, That me, that's a big, Christmas Eve is my shit. Number one day. Number one. Number one day of the year, Christmas Eve, always has been. That's it. It will never change. Number fucking one. And it is for family, close friends, people we love. Okay? And I knew I got it right with my neighbor, Susan, because she fucking, we show up, and she fucking brought me Johnny Walker Blue which is one of my favorite drinks, and uh, it was awesome. So the neighbor, so shout out to you. Uh, the neighbor has a beautiful house, and there were like nine kids running around. We got up there like five-something. A couple of other neighbors were there earlier drinking. We got up there like five-something because I was doing the deck, and my wife had to work and shit, and everybody brought food. So there was like eggplant parm up there. There was chicken cutlets up there. There was this big roll. It was like one of those big fucking, it looked like a, just a, like a huge football that you just cut and it was just Parmesan cheese and chicken parm in it. Then they had another one that was sausage, peppers, and onions in it. They had broccoli. They had potatoes. 
They had um, all kinds of cookies and, and that I didn't eat because I'm on the diet. Um, but it was just, it was awesome, you know, drinking some Johnny Blue, you know, and I, you know, like you just look around and you're like, wow, you know what, man? Like it is nice to live up in the country. It's nice to have neighbors and be in the suburbs and everybody kind of gets along, you know. Um, just sitting around, you're just watching your kids play with like nine other kids. They're running around like a pack of elephants, but they were getting along and having fun. There was no crying or drama. Um, adults were getting into it though, man. Adults doing shots and shit. That's when you know, like, I don't care. There's something about, there's something about the partier in everybody. Like, it doesn't matter how old you get. All right. When you, when it's party time. I love seeing whatever age, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever age, I love seeing people just go, fuck it, it's a snow day or whatever, just start pouring shots. Now, they were drinking, um, some of them were drinking that fireball. And I know, I'm not trying to be a dick here. I know, I know I'm going to upset a lot of, boy, a lot of women aren't going to like episode 298. I'm not trying to be a dick to women, but that's just not some shit I'm going to drink. You know what I mean? Like, I can't drink, you know. And I was just, like, listening to some of them talk, and my wife included. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick here. Because I get it. Because I had a shot of it once. I was like, it's all right. Like, I, I could see how people... But I, like, hear them like, oh, my... It is so good. It is so good. The fireball shot is so good. And I'm like, it just reminds me of, like, a kind of, like, a... Eh, like, I'm not drinking. I, I want, you know, look... If I'm going to drink a shot, I'm going to go, I'm going to go tequila now. You know, I'm going to go a little, yeah, I go vodka, maybe a little lemon drink, you know, suck on a lemon afterwards, vodka or tequila or, um, you know, Jameson, like a whiskey shot, something like that. But that like sugary, like, um, cinnamony stuff I'm not into, but they were drinking that they were going in. Oh boy. Did they go in? And, uh, what else? <laughs> what else? Uh, it was just a lot of fun, you know, talking about the houses up here and, and the, and the country, um, you know, and the land that we all have up here. And, um, it's really nice when you know your neighbors and you could talk to them and have a good time and eat and drink. And the nice thing is, even if you're different people, you have different jobs or different lives. Um, the one thing you all have in common, that's the same is you all have pretty much, uh, children that are the same age that, that, you know, go to the same schools and, and go through the same things. So if they're going to a sporting event and, you know, your kids are going to the sporting event with them and, and all whatever. So it's nice. It's nice to, to have that. And, um, it's nice to know too, that if I'm ever traveling, I'm away, my wife has great people around her, um, that, that take care of her and, and, you know, are cool with it. So, um, it, it's nice in that sense, I guess too. So, um, had a great time with the, with the snow day. And, uh, I, I was like, I, I was doing so much stand up before it every single night doing stand up that, um, I just was like, you know, man, I wish the snow would just last like three or four days so you could just sleep. And my dog loves going out in the snow. And he was even like, all right, dude, as soon as the wind blew, it was so funny. Like when an animal, like Animals obviously can't communicate it to you, but their actions let you know. Like, I mean, if he could talk, you'd have been like, dude, fuck that. You see that wind? Close the door, dick. But he, he couldn't. So I opened the door. <laughs> I opened the door and his kind of ears got flat and he kind of stuck his nose out and sniffed and then just kind of backed up and like looked up like, dude, what? You know I'm from Aruba, right? You know that I'm not into this shit at all. And the snow was so deep that his legs went all the way down, and when he tried to piss, the snow was like up to his dick, so he would just basically piss directly into the snow, uh, and I was laughing my ass off at how funny it was. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's go to my unacceptable, and my unacceptable falls right down into this snowstorm here, okay, because... Um, Sunday night was my uh, wife's birthday dinner at my mother-in-law's in Jersey. And I get a text message from Levity Live uh, Comedy Club at the Palisades Mall in the top. One of my favorites. You guys have heard me talk about Levity. It's one of the most beautiful comedy clubs in the country. And um, they were like, hey, Paul, we had a fallout. Was wondering if you would want to come in tonight and do like a 15-minute spot. Now, I'm shooting a special in May. 
And I'm like, yeah, any stage time will work. I'll work on this joke, whatever that joke. So I said, uh, you know, to my wife, I was like, look, you know, we're going to be on our way home. It's kind of on the way. We just run in real quick. So she's like, sure. So we sh- there's a target next to the comedy club or yeah, near the comedy club. So she's like, all right, you go run in, do your spot. I'll be in Target with the kids. And uh, the next day I was supposed to go food shopping. But since we were at tar- like one of those max at like fucking like jacked up Targets. We were at like Target like 2.0 where it had fucking you go food shopping in there. Always reminds me of when me and my older brother Christian went to a Walmart at all hours of the night to get a DVD. And dude, this woman had enough shit in her cart. It was like a comedy. It was like a comedy. It was it was almost if it was like a grab and run anything you can, like a game show, where it's like fill your car. She had like dog food and cereal, but it was so much. It was so much in the cart that we just were crying laughing because it was almost silly how much it was. Like it was like somebody made that decision at midnight to go, let's go fucking spend $600 at Walmart shopping. Um, so... While I'm on stage, I guess my wife took it upon herself to say, fuck it, instead of him going, I'm just going to get whatever I can for the storm. Smash cut to us at the register. Kids are tired. We spent the day in Jersey uh, for my wife's dinner. I just did a set. I'm tired. I'm ready to, you know, I'm just ready to go home. And we have this uh, cart that my wife filled. It was pretty filled up with a lot of food and all kinds of shit. My unacceptable for the week is the dude at the cash register. I shit you not. I, I, it was almost a comedy. It was almost like I was being pranked how slow this man was going. People behind us left. Okay. Now, it was a lot of stuff, which probably should have taken, what, 10, 15 minutes tops. This guy would take an item as if he was in slow motion. Slow motion. And just drag it across really slow. And then put it down. And then take another one and drag it across really slow. And he keeps looking up at like another coworker, like, hey, did you have the thing over there with the thing? And he looked high, you know, and he was just didn't give a fuck. And I just start looking over at my wife and I'm going like, is this guy, is this, is this serious? I mean, imagine, imagine somebody just taking a bottle of water and almost in slow motion. Like, so, so like make your arm, make your hand and arm go in slow motion right now, right? Just, it's going in slow motion. Now speed it up just a little. And that's kind of how he was doing it. Like it was, it wasn't regular speed. It was definitely not fast speed and it wasn't regular speed. So it was right above slow motion speed. Every fucking item. We might've been there 25 fucking minutes with this guy. All right. And we're just bagging stuff up. And at one point I was going to snap so I said to my wife, you want me to just go pull the car up? Let me just go and I just give it, letting her give me the okay. Let me get the fuck out of here, please. Can you just let me walk away from this? I'll go to the, I'll find the car. It was a huge parking lot too. I'll find the car. And she's like, no, no, we're, we'll just walk out together. And I'm like, yeah, I know that makes sense. Uh, but it just sucked. It really did. And it was absolutely unacceptable. The level of like not give a fuck this guy had was so ridiculous. Uh, over the top slow. Speaking of unacceptables, everybody, let's see what you have for us. Uh, we got a couple here. We got a bunch. Not a bunch here. Okay, unacceptable and Patreon suggestion. Hey, Paul, here's a quick unacceptable and a quick suggestion. Here's my unacceptable. Uh, just went out to a nice Spanish restaurant, spent 80 bucks, and when I asked to take the leftovers home, the server brought out containers for us to pack it up ourselves. Uh, what am I paying you uh, for, goddammit? Uh, that's like paying for a happy ending and jerking yourself off. <laughs> ah, I like it. Uh, I am a big fan and looking forward to seeing you at Governor's. I just signed up for a $10 Patreon. Thank you so much, Ryan. Uh, well, you're going to get two or uh, you're going to get three uh, podcasts this week. Because there is a Patreon already up, which you probably already got. And this one will be up today. So that's two. And then I'll be doing an interview with uh, somebody. And you'll be getting that one as well. So thank you so much. Also some video content, some pictures, and all all the stuff. So thank you again. Uh, I'm sure you have lots of great shit planned for extra content. I do. 
Uh, it would be hilarious to see you do a video on acceptable rants shortly after they occur in real time. That's exactly what I'm working on. So we can truly get a heated verse. Take, for example, uh, that fat cunt at your son's kindergarten graduation. Oh, my God. You listen. You listen, Ryan. Uh, you mentioned how you had to call um, to call some friends after that just to rant about the unacceptable shit that had just occurred. It would be hilarious if you filmed rants on the phone while you're freshly heated and put them up on the Patreon uh, on Patreon for us diehards. Uh, take care, Ryan. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm working on that right now. So that's what you're going to get. It's a fucking brilliant idea. Um, and thank you for the, uh, not only the Patreon, but thank you for the unacceptable submission as well. Yeah, I get that too. You're kind of right. It's like, I look at it like this. If you ask the restaurant, can you bring me a container? But if you're like, hey, can you wrap this up for me? And then they bring you a container. It's kind of a passive aggressive way to go. Nah, you fucking do it. Uh, here we go. Um, this one, I second that unacceptable. And this one is from Bobby, uh, from Bob Lane. Sorry, Bobby, Bobby Lane. Hey, Paul, I was cracking up with the shit talk after Mark Davenport's a Walmart flush unacceptable last week and had to get in on it. Not only is it unacceptable for the thing uh, to censor flush while you're still on the bowl splashing your ass, but it's equally unacceptable when it flushes when you are coming in for the landing and swipes the careful placed ass gasket uh, right out from under you. Um, the panic as you try to <laughs> regain your stance with your pants down, trying not to touch anything or fall is hilarious uh, and enraging. Even worse, when it happens more than once when placing the protection, uh, I know that sucks when you've got to move the protection, uh, pants around your ankles vulnerable, uh, or the fear that grips you on the, the really loud ones that start before you realize what's going on. Uh, love, love that unacceptable. Well, thank you, Bob. Glad you did. Thank you for the submission. Um, wow, man, that unacceptable was so good. It got a second. Uh, here we go. This is a bathroom unacceptable from Eric Lundy. Eric's Eric. That's familiar. You, I think you've written in before. Uh, Hey Paul, here's another example of how unacceptable people could be in public bathrooms. Let me just sip my water here, Eric. I'm sorry. Okay. Last week I was in Starbucks and got up to use the uh, restroom, which was set up so that only one person could be in there at a time, which I'm always a fan of because it gives you some privacy. Well, I finished my business, washed my hands like a gentleman and opened the door. As soon as I opened it, a guy started walking in before I could step out. Not only did this guy not pause or step back so that I could walk out, he didn't even say excuse me. He just barreled his way in, forcing me to step back into the small bathroom uh, with him now in it with me. Uh, with him now in it with me. For a second, I thought this dude might be trying to push me back in so that he could rob me or something. But he just headed straight for the toilet while I stood there for a half a second frozen in disbelief. <laughs> uh, I then realized that if I didn't hurry up uh, and get out, he was going to get uh, started with... Uh, wait a minute. Uh, I'm sorry, you had me laughing. Uh, I then realized that if I didn't hurry up and get out of the way, oh, he's going to get started with you, uh, with me still in there. So I dove out <laughs> and spent the rest of the day uh, cursing to myself. Paul, what kind of man forces his way into a bathroom and doesn't even say, excuse me, if a kid did something like this, you would tell them to have some manners. But what the hell do you tell a 50-year-old man? Uh, have you ever... Have you ever had to use a facility so much that you didn't care if there was another guy in there with you? Lock this dude in a stall with one of those etiquette for dummies books. P.S. I live in D.C. and sometimes tourists will try to step on the metro before people um, already on the train step off. This used to just annoy me. But now every time this happens, I get a flashback and wonder if these people also uh, pull that move when they're using a public bathroom. The only, and Eric, and I agree with you a thousand percent, the only 
only excuse he gets, and I know you guys know where I'm going with this. If this dude's got like fucking some sort of, you know, IBS or fucking Crohn's disease, chronic diarrhea. Like if this guy's got something where it's like, look, this thing is coming out of my ass in the next 10 seconds and and it's either going to be all over my pants and ruin my day or I'm shitting with you in the bathroom with me. I understand that. Now, I'm not saying that's the case. I agree with you're unacceptable 1000%, but that's the only benefit that I'll give him and you don't know the answer to that. But thank you so much for the submission and um, and uh, I agree with you. Please submit again. That's fucking hilarious. Ah, uh, oh, somebody here said looking good. Not an unacceptable. Uh, I'm a straight man, but I say you're looking uh, really good. Your diet must be working well. Keep it up. I still got 15 more to go, but thank you so much. 15 more pounds to go, but I like the direction. You know when you could tell you're losing weight when your shirts just start fitting you good, the stomach going down a little bit. Uh, I got a little little ways to go, but thank you so much. Uh, okay, here we go. This one is from Evan. I believe Evan Smith. Dumb cunt who doesn't know how to drive. All right. Uh, <laughs> glad nobody heard. Glad my kids aren't here to hear that. Mommy, what's a cunt? And then, Paul, are you doing your podcast in the... All right, here we go. From Evan, dumb cunt who doesn't know how to drive. Hi, Paul. My name is Evan from Marlboro, Mass. I am writing to tell you how unacceptable it is for some dumb fucking cunt to stop in the middle lane of a highway so she can cross two lanes to get off on her exit. This bitch came to a complete stop in the middle lane of I-495 so she could squeeze in the already backed up exit ramp. I had to slam on my brakes and swerve to, Jesus, to avoid uh, rear-ending her. Lock this twat in a cage and make her suck my car muffler till she passes out. Well, that was straightforward, Evan. That was an angry tweet. That was like pull off the side of the road and just submit it to the show tweet. Like, oh yeah, this bitch, oh, this, I'm, he's reading this shit. He's reading this shit. Uh, thank you, Evan. Yeah, that's, that's dangerous. You know, that happened to me the other day and I had to make the decision, do I cross over or do I just fuck it? You know, I, I think one time with my kids, I was like, look, we're going to miss it. I'm going to find another way to get there. Sometimes I'm alone and if I feel like I can do it, I will do it, but I make sure that there's no car near me. Like the other car would have to see me far away, so I don't do it like a dick. Uh, but yeah, that's I mean to come to a complete stop and do that—that's how people get killed. Uh, it's awful. Okay, uh, theater class unacceptable from Sam. Here we go. Hi Paul, sorry for the length. No, this isn't too long. It's fine. Sorry for the length, but this is coming from the heart. At my high school, we have a class where we write and perform comedy sketches uh, every two months or so. Uh, for our most recent show on March 16th, we only had one month to write, memorize, and practice our scenes due to complications with the venue. Myself and a few others took this seriously and began to write our scenes immediately. Others didn't seem to give a fuck. The whole class was supposed to have their scripts ready by a certain day. You can probably guess who had theirs ready and who didn't. Since the people who hadn't written anything didn't have any parts to play. Uh, they were allowed to just take a script from the inter. Uh, I get okay. Take a script from the internet. This annoys me because it makes the whole group look bad, and because they are wa uh, wasting an opportunity to get some good writing uh, experience. What annoys me more is that now, days before the show, they still haven't memorized or practiced their scenes. What annoys me even more is that these underdeveloped uh, scenes are still in the show. Oh, I got you. So then it's like half-assed and they're still putting it in the show. I think this really brings the performance down and discourages the audience from coming back. It is unacceptable and these lazy fucks, uh, for these lazy fucks to spend all day looking at the internet videos rather than committing to a class uh, like they should. I truly believe that you should give your all to every class. Well, unfortunately, not everybody thinks like you, but you're right. Uh, even if it's uh, fun and laid back, 
It is school after all. Lock these motherfuckers in a cage. Give them the world's longest script and don't let them out until they know it backwards, forwards, and inside out. I might eat these words, but I can't wait to get out of high school and uh, be with people who are more, uh, way more uh, devoted. By the time you read this, the show will be done and hopefully it went well. Best of luck on your upcoming special and other future endeavors. Sincerely, Sam. Well, Sam, a couple of things here. One, I hope to God my son is like you. And two, um, I, I mean, that's pretty serious shit. You know, you're in a, you're in like, you're giving a fuck on that level, which means you're going to be really successful. Cause I'm not going to lie to you. Well, no, you know, if it was comedy, I would have taken it seriously. Or if it was a play like that, if it was just a play, I might've been, I mean, I wouldn't be looking at videos and shit, but I would be, I would probably be um, distracted if it wasn't comedy, but it sounds like a class that they chose to take. So it's like if you choose to take a comedy class and the sketches are like part of like what makes it fun and then you're not taking it seriously, you're absolutely right. And it sounds like you're going to do very good in life, dude. And it sounds like you're ahead of your time and you're, um, you know, mature, you know, like you, you that's because I wasn't like that. When I was in class like that, I would I would be like, uh, you know, look at Tammy's tits. I want to fuck it. You know, I was just a fuck. I was just so geared towards partying and girls when I was younger that, um, you know, it sounds like you really got your shit together and you're going to do well, man. You're going to. You're going to do really well. Thank you for the submission. Uh, okay. I was just literally going to say, and don't worry, it's uh, uh, it's not too long. And then I opened this one, and this is the last one. And this is long, but this is the last one, guys. This is the last one. Unacceptable. Please don't read my name out. Okay. All right. Here we go. I don't recognize the name, but here we go. Hey, Paul, I've submitted a few unacceptables before, but this will be the first one about myself. Before you read this, I don't need any sympathy from you or anybody since I made this dumb fucking, uh, this dumb fuck decisions on my own. So about six months ago or so, I started gambling on sports. Oh, boy. Uh, I started betting on sports about five to six months ago uh, or so and started off hot winning most of my bets, making a fuck ton of money. I started betting on NBA, NFL, and soccer games. Betting on games and rooting for teams I've never usually root for uh, gave me an unexplainable rush. Oh, I fucking know it. Uh, I started betting online and had depo- uh, had deposited a lot of money and uh, lost, but made it back plus more. I was ready to cash out, but before each deposit, I chose uh, the bonus option without reading its rules, rollover. I was forced to bet a certain amount of money based on my deposits before I was able to cash out. Uh, That's fucked up. Instead of betting it all on one game, I got greedy and threw it all on five to six team parlay. I won each bet except one, of course. After I had lost all of the money, I deposited around uh, 2K on, on the site. Uh... I asked one of my gambling um, acquaintances if he knew a local bookie, and sure enough, he did. Oh, boy, I I hope this doesn't go where I think it's going. Uh, And of course he did. Of course he knew a bookie. Uh, I just got so into this because I know, like, I was younger, and I know what it's like to fucking chase and shit. All right. My acquaintance set me up with an account with his bookie, and I started off winning thousands. Shit was going great. Come 2017, I started losing more often. I didn't think much of it since I was paying with the winnings. Uh, The losing streak continues. Each time I lose, I don't stop. I proceed to attempt to win back my losses for the week. Basically, each week was uh, no longer about making profit, but it turned into a journey to break even. Uh, Sure, I thought... I knew sports well enough to make back my money, but apparently not. I started to max out on a frequent uh, basis, but that didn't stop a genius like me. My bank account usually holds a good six to seven K with paychecks coming in and paychecks on the regular. Uh, It never moved below those numbers. I was buying whatever the fuck I wanted because I could afford it. Uh, Not anymore. I pay the bookie uh, four. 5k a month and I owe him another 3.5k for the next week I literally had 
1.8k left in my bank account uh for the first time in my life in a long time i was actually fucking struggling i have to pay him uh by a certain day and the most i can afford to pay by then is 1.5k after doing the math um on incoming cash and payments i need to make also for the first time in my life i have to ask people for for financial help I felt a shame asking my girlfriend and family for loans, lost a sense of pride in doing so. Um, I didn't grow up wealthy. I worked my way up to be a de- uh, to be in a decent place financially, and I fucked myself out of it. The last thing anybody needs in their life is a fucking dirty scumbag of a bookie breathing down their neck asking for money that you owe him. Uh, it is nobody's fault but my own. I was introduced to sports betting by a coworker, but he never forced me into it. It's my mess, and I had to deal with it on my own. I didn't have any discipline whatsoever. Gambling is a motherfuck is the motherfucking devil, man. It is an addiction as much as I uh, as much as I never believed it. It is. It is. Um, I truly. It truly can ruin lives. The rush slash excitement you may feel by watching games you've bet on is not worth it for the long run. Uh, Amen to that. I wish I had never started, but unfortunately I can't reverse time. Uh, I would have slapped the soul out of myself to prevent this from happening if I could. That being said, not everybody is as undisciplined as a wreck uh, and as reckless as myself. Um... Okay, hey, if you see profit and you're able to handle yourself, keep your finances in check, but uh, by all means, uh, do you. For those, uh, but for those of you who seem to be going down this dark fucking path that I've lost it, uh, lost in, uh, that you've got, that I've gotten lost in, it's not worth it. Do yourself a favor, uh, I'll do yourself, your family, and whoever else a favor and stop now. I submitted a post like this on Reddit Sportsbooks to give those guys a dose of reality. Again, I don't need sympathy. I just want to spread as much awareness as I can. Um, I got a lot of messages from people on Reddit thanking me for posting it and uh, because uh, they were going through the same shit without knowing it. I've since paid uh, that douche cunt off uh, and now I owe uh, my uncle 1.5k, but I'd rather owe a friend of uh, a friend of family member than a bookie. Uh, I now value money a lot more than ever before, and I'm working on saving a fuck ton and not spending any money on things I don't need. I guess this is part. Where, I guess this is the part where I tell you, lock me in a cage and disable my bank account. Hope this helps at least one person out there. Like I said, not everyone is as undisciplined as me, but, uh, well, you know what, man? I just want to say that, uh, you know, that's a great, that's great, man. That's a really great unacceptable, that's a really, really smart, aware thing to do. Probably one of the most, um, you know, aware, kind of helpful ones that I've gotten on the show. Um, I know somebody that had it as a disease. They had to go to Gamblers Anonymous there are people that get divorced. There are people that sell their watches, their clothes, their houses. They put up their cars. Um, you know, I remember in high school, I was up 300 and I lost it. So I tried to get more. I ended up going down like 700. I had to borrow money from people because I was just this dumb kid. And, um, you know, and even when I lost, I remember one time I lost. I mean, I've won though too. I've gotten like envelopes for 1200 bucks. But then I remember having my bookie come, you know, when uh, back in the day and I had to give him 1200 bucks. So... It is a very dangerous, scary place. Uh, you get into a hole you don't think you can get out of. I remember just being there, sitting around, going, what the fuck am I doing? Um, you know, I never got it to where it was like my life. You know, I never got it to like 5, 10, you know, 12 grand. But, you know, even, you know, and I would, like even giving somebody 500 bucks. You know, I remember my bookie going, yeah, 400 bucks is a lot of money. 500 bucks is a lot of money. And I just realized like the way it's designed, the way Vegas is designed... If you could be disciplined in like one game you really love, you put a little bit of money on it for more excitement and leave it at that. But can you, you know, I talked on the Patreon thing about people that can't have a couple of drinks and, and stop. And I think with gambling too, I think it's, it's a rush. It's a disease. It's fucked up, man. 
And um, you're absolutely right. And I've seen friends get into holes. And it's a really dark, bad place. And, um, you know, so thank you for that. I think anybody listening should have really heard those words because that sounded like somebody that really wanted to help out one person and get awareness out there. And you are 100% right. So that added a lot to the show. And uh, thank you for that. Because there's nothing worse than you just, because you start getting delusional and shit. You're like, all right, all right, listen, I lost the Cardinal game, but look, we got the four o'clock games. I'm going to put 250 on the fucking Bears, all right? Then I'm going to take 200 of that 250. I'm going to put them on the Vikings. Then I'm going to take all of that. I'm going to win it on Monday night. That's going to get me to like six something. Then I'm only down two, right? Then you got Thursday night, and then by the time you fucking lose the Bears and the Vikings, and you're ready to fucking cry, it's the worst. It's the worst. So um, thank you so much for that. Thank you, everybody, for the unacceptables. Um, that is it for the write-ins, I believe. Uh, let's see what we have on Twitter here. If you guys want to submit to the Verzi Effect podcast, please submit to unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. That's right. Unacceptables for TVE. That's F-O-R-T-V-E at gmail.com. I would love to read them out, and um, I try to get to all of them, of course, if I can. Um, but I can, obviously, I can't get to all of them all the time. Uh, let's see what else. Do we have anything here? No, I don't see anything. I got a lot of... Oh, because, you know, there was a... Oh, here's one. Did I get this one? Or how long, how long ago is this? Yeah, I already got that one. Okay. No, and then there was a big argument that I had with Burr, and, of course, that fucking... Me and Burr... Well, Burr started calling me out on sneaker shit. And don't worry, I'm going on fucking Monday morning podcast to rebut that shit. All right? I definitely am. I'm going on Monday morning podcast to, to rebut that. Um, so thank you for those uh, submissions. Let's talk sports, everybody. March Madness. I did my bracket. I actually filled out my bracket on my last Patreon. So I'm not going to do that here. I'm not going to give you all the picks. What I will give is my final four on this one. Okay. Um, I will give you my final four picks and I will give you my national championship and then we will go from there. But, um, on my Patreon, uh, for $3 guys, $3 minimum, you could go up to 50, you get all kinds of different things, but, um, you can, uh, hear me bullshit. You're going to hear me with a guest this week. Also on this one, I talked about, uh, the method of buying a car. What's the best way to buy a car? I also talked about on the Patreon this week, the, the people with drinking and I talked about, um, and I filled out my bracket. I filled out my bracket. I went over the picks with, uh, with the March Madness and had some fun, some fun with that. And, uh, the Patreon keeps growing. So yeah, check it out. You guys will get some updates if you like the show and you want a little more of uh, TVE during your week. Uh, my final four picks for the week. I mean, for the for the March Madness tournament, the NC, the 2017 NCAA tournament. I have. I'll do the Elite Eight for you guys. I got Duke beating Villanova. I got Gonzaga beating Arizona. I got Oregon beating Kansas. I got. North Carolina beating Kentucky. That's right. My final four, everybody. The Duke Blue Devils. Gonzaga. Oregon. North Carolina. I have North Carolina beating Oregon. And I have the Duke Blue Devils beating the Zags. Beating Gonzaga. For another showdown of the ACC rivalry, the Duke Blue Devils versus North Carolina. And drum roll please. Brrr. That's right. That's my drum roll. <laughs> I got the Duke Blue Devils winning it all everybody. I have the Duke Blue Devils. I know some of you hate it. I know some of you hate Duke. I have the Duke Blue Devils winning the NCAA tournament. Yes, I do. Am I being biased cuz I went to Cameron Indoor Stadium and I was at the one of the greatest sporting events of my life? Yes, I am. Am I being biased because Coach K knows my name? Yes, I am. Am I being biased because they bought us apparel? They bought me a Duke sweatshirt and a hat? Yes, I am. Am I being biased because I saw them come back and win 
and be the only fifth seed to win the ACC title? Yes, I am. I'm taking Duke, everybody. What do you want from me? I'm taking Duke. Who do you got? Who do you got? A lot of people like Kansas. A lot of people like Oregon. Um, you know, UNC. UNC Gonzaga. What about Villanova? Villanova's 31-3. and three. Can they repeat? Who knows? I'm taking the Duke Blue Devils. Um, you know, sometimes it's nice to like the team that's hated. I don't know why. I'm not a Duke fan. But sometimes it's, like, it's, it's fun to watch the team that's hated. But I feel like the Yankees and Duke don't have the arrogance of, of the Cowboys. Am I wrong in thinking that? Don't the Cowboy fans just have, there's just a certain thing they got. Like, yeah, we're the Cowboys. Yeah, how about them boys? Huh? Yeah. You know, we're going to go. We're going to lose in the first fucking round of the playoffs. Yeah, boy. Talking all of that shit. Speaking of talking all that shit, I need to concede to something right here on episode 298. I'm going to concede to it. Okay? You're being a good boy, Lloydie. I need to concede to the fact that I was wrong, everybody. And I'd like to apologize for wasting any of my listeners' times. Any of the time that, that any of the time that you wasted listening to me talk about the New York Knicks. Listening to my horse shit. Okay? Shame on me. Oh, Porzingis is going to be this. I'm telling you, Mellow, and I like the moves with the fucking, with Rose and Noah. They stink. I was wrong. Shame on me for wasting your time, for wasting the best podcast listeners that are out there, which I think you are. The Verzi Effectors are the best podcast listeners. Okay? The real listeners. You guys have listened to me and my beloved Nick horseshit for way too long now, okay? And I'm talking about how they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And I'm telling you, we can go to the first round and make some noise. We are not even going to the playoffs. I think we are the 12th seed. We suck. We suck. We suck. It's a fucking embarrassment, okay? The owners fucking stink. The, the, it sucks. It's the whole thing is an absolute embarrassment and it's an embarrassing shit show is what are the, the New York Knickerbockers. It's a shit show. Okay? I can't even watch a game. It, it, they're always fucking behind. Games that they're in and you're like, oh, it's going to be a good win. They lose by one. How many times are you going to lose by one? How many fucking, t- how many times are you going to lose by one? Look at the record. Look at what they've done. Watch, if you go to the Knicks schedule and you look at the losses, look how many are by one point. Can we get one like that? Can we get one, a couple? Fine, we've had a couple. Like, but look how many we lost. It's just enough is enough. I wasted your time with it. I'm fucking wasting your time now. The only reason why I'm doing this, I'm just doing this now so, uh, you know, to apologize. Because they're not doing shit. They're not going to go to the playoffs. I'm going to owe Giannis Pappas $100, speaking of gambling. Before, I think I said that we're going to go to the playoffs and get out of the first round. I bet you $100, I said. So it's like a year-long bet. We're talking shit. Then the Knicks come out. They look okay. I'm going to lose that fucking bet. I mean, it's just an absolute embarrassment. It's a disgrace. What's it going to take to get good? Tell me. What's it going to take? How much longer? How many fucking years? What is my son going to be? What am I going to go to my son's wedding? Hopefully. You know, I'm going to see my grandkids, hopefully. Knock on wood. What's going to happen? I'm going to see if I'm going to have a grandkid before this fucking team can win. I'm going to be sitting here on my podcast, all old and gray, going, I'm telling you, this is the year. No, 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 no. This is the year. It's like, what? I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of the Knicks. I'm tired of it. It's an embarrassment to even talk about. I've wasted your time just sitting here talking about, and my Knicks are going to do this. My Knicks are doing dick. My Knicks are doing nothing. Next time you listen to my podcast and I talk about the Knicks, fucking put me on mute. Turn it off. Turn it off until I'm done. And fast forward until I'm done talking about it. I mean, it's just awful. It's awful. How many times? Oh, so-and-so's out hurt. Okay. The other one's hurt. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so-and-so just left. He just went fucking MIA. He just went home. 
Yeah, Derek Rose just went home to his family. You don't want to be here. Yeah, Porzingis is saying everybody's confused from top to bottom. What do you mean confused from top to bottom? It's March. What are you confused for? What do you mean? Confused from top to bottom. The season's almost over, and you're confused from top to bottom. Oh, Carmelo Anthony and the owner hate each other. Yeah, that's another great thing. That's a real, that's a real healthy, productive thing. That's a real healthy, productive thing. The Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson, the guy putting the team together, hates the star player and is tweeting about him to run him out of town. Yeah, that's a, that's a really healthy fuck. Of course we're going to win. Got the star player and the guy putting the team together fucking hate each other. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke how shitty this team is. I don't even watch it. I can't watch it. You know, just once I'm like, man, the Knicks going to make some noise. What do you think about the Knicks? This is great. Oh, man, you can feel it, man. You know, basketball fever in New York City. When? 1999? It's ridiculous. I, I just don't understand how an organization in New York City playing where everybody in the world wants to play Everybody in the world who knows basketball has dreamt about playing at Madison Square Garden. The Knicks play there. That's their home. They play half their season there. And they just just suck. They just suck. My wife, my wife doesn't know basketball. She doesn't watch basketball. And she'll sit down and go, why don't they get back on defense while the other team's dunking and celebrating and shit? It's a joke. It's a joke. Are we ever going to play defense? Are we ever going to play fucking defense? Huh? No. No, we're not. You know what we're going to do? Excuse me. We're going to run down the court with nobody under the hoop and take a stupid-ass shot. Okay? And then when we make it, we're going to point our fucking fingers to our head, make the gun gesture to your head like you've fucking done something. That's the thing. I don't understand. Look, I got into an argument. I got into an argument with Bill Burr and Joe Bartnick about the kid that hit the game-winning shot for Villanova. He hit the game-winning shot that won the title at the buzzer. That's what he did. Okay, last last tournament. He hit the game-winning shot at the buzzer. My dog is like, like dude, are you all right? Uh, and he fucking started pointing to the Villanova shirt. He ran over to his section, stood up by the section, pointed to it. And Bill and, and Bartnick, which I I definitely disagree with, were like, oh, shut up. What are you playing? It's just stupid shit. And, and they're wrong. They're wrong. Nobody brought it up after that. Everybody was fine with it. Everybody was fine. The coach was fine with it. The coach lives it, and he was fine with it. Okay? But these two, they didn't like, no, you don't do that. It's like, yeah, you do do that. You do that when you win. You point to whatever you want to point to. When, when you win a national title with the shot, when you bring a banner that's going to be there, and you never know how many you're going to get. I mean, who, who knows how many is villain? You know, it's, it's, it's a handful of them for decades. And you're the kid that brought one with the shot. You have the right to celebrate. The Knicks, the Knicks will hit a three and, and or, or get a dunk and everybody's standing up like you're doing something. Get to a playoff game. Win a playoff series, you dopes. I mean, it's just at this point, it's almost silly. I mean, I almost have to talk to people that I talked to about it and just apologize to them. I just have to apologize to them and just be like, look, I, I got ahead of myself. I got happy. For, for what? I don't know. I mean, think about it. The Knicks organization is in such disarray. Charles Oakley got manhandled out of the facility. I mean, Charles Oakley. And then you got the new star, Porzingis, saying that everybody's off this, everybody's not on the same page and confused. You got the fucking vice president and the star hating each other with Jackson and Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. No free agents want to come to the Knicks because of the disarray, the lack of leadership, the, the shit with the ownership. I mean, it's a, it's a sin. It's a joke. And I love him and I want to see him win. So what are you going to do? All right, I'm done with that rant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What, what are you going to do? No movies. No movies. Uh, I love how I'm taking out the movies on the sports. Yeah, no movies. No fucking movies. I didn't see any fucking movies. You know what else we didn't do? We didn't, we didn't get any rebounds. So there's no movies and no rebounds at the Garden. Um, 
No, but I will tell you this. I am still thinking about Get Out. Uh, my friends are calling me, you know this? And the reason why that happened, it's one of the only movies that I am still thinking about weeks later. Oh my God, that happened because of this. If you have not seen the movie Get Out, it is a classic. Jordan Peele. Yeah, from Key and Peele, like the the, the the sketch show. He was also on Mad TV. He's He does comic shit. He's a comedian or like, you know, a sketch comic guy and he did the sketches, but boy, is this movie heavy and good. Really, really good. It was, it was actually, I would go as far as to say it was a great movie. It really was a great movie. And, uh, you know, I didn't see, did I see anything else? Did we watch anything? Documentaries? No, did not. Did not. Uh, all right, let's get to plugs, everybody. Uh, basically, um, I'm shooting my special in May and I'm going to be local uh, in May. I'm going to be local a lot. I will be headlining Governor's Comedy Club March 31st to April 1st, two days. That's out there in Levittown, Long Island. Governor's Comedy Club. The legendary Governor's Comedy Club in Levittown, March 31st to April 1st. I will be at Gotham Comedy Club on the 25th of April, a week before my special, and a ton of other shows coming up uh, leading up to the uh, to the hour that I'll be doing. So uh, you could check out my website, paulverzi.com, for all upcoming shows. I might even be doing some more traveling. Might even be going back to Arizona. We're working all that stuff out. Or if I don't go to Arizona, I might even be going to Florida. All this stuff is being worked out right now. My agent's going to uh, let me know some of the dates. As soon as I get them, they will be up on the site. So check out paulverzi.com. Okay, uh, you can go to my Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at paulverzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. And uh, that is uh, it for this episode, everybody. We got 299 and then a special 300 episode, um, which I will make an announcement what that's going to be on uh, next week's show. Uh, Patreon already has one up this week and there will be another one up with a special guest. So you'll be getting three if you have subscribed. Uh, and, uh, I will continue to do so. Thank you so much. And until, uh, 299, I am out of here. Thanks.